Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's me, Ishan, welcoming you back to 929, the award-winning podcast from Fiverr. Fiverr.com is the freelance marketplace where you can find all the talent you need in one place, and 929 is the one podcast you need for some bite-sized business advice each and every week. Let's get straight into it. Our guest this week knows more than most about the sweet smell of success. His name is Matthew Herman, and he's the creator and co-founder of Boy Smells. They make scented candles with a difference. Instead of traditional masculine or feminine aromas, they're all about sensuous smells that appeal to a wide, inclusive customer base. And they're onto a good thing. Sales are up 2,000% year on year, but as you'll hear from my conversation with Matthew, the Boy Smells brand is about much more than good business. It's about identity, it's about rethinking gender, and above all, it's about being authentic. So Matthew, tell us, what is the lesson you want to share with us today? The lesson I want to share with you today is how to create an authentic brand identity. Okay, great. Now, for the uninitiated, tell us about Boy Smells. What is it and where did the idea come from? Yeah, so Boy Smells is a personal product company. Uh, we call it a study in closeness. Um, we started with candles. We uh, launched Intimates underwear a few years ago, and then we launched Fine Fragrance earlier this year. And um, really, it's about all the products that are closest to you that you interact with intimately from spraying perfume on you to the candle you light next to your bed to slipping on your underwear to one day brushing your teeth and getting ready in the morning. You know, all of those moments are opportunities for you to feel closer to yourself and for them to be rituals of self-affirmation versus just kind of throwaway moments in the day. Tell us about the journey of going into something that is so intimate and so connected. How does one go from just thinking about the mundane, I'm brushing my teeth, mm -hmm. and then start thinking, actually, there, there could be a whole culture around this. How did you get to that point? As somebody whose personal identity doesn't really fit into neat little boxes myself, um, I've always felt that you know, the complexity of who I am, the multifaceted, the sometimes contradictory aspects of all the roles I play in my life and how I feel about myself, you know, are not always like totally depicted in marketing or the products that we use every day. So taking that personal point of view and trying to like tear down some of the constructs uh, embedded in the social fabric around identity and what's prescribed to you as, I don't know, your gender identity or... Uh, your body size or your race, like no external factors should kind of dictate your taste or like how you identify or what products are meaningful to you. So um, by calling it Boy Smells, but putting it in a pink box, we're really like poking fun at uh, scent being 
gendered or that there's any kind of idea of binary around scent. And um, we think that that's really applicable into other aspects and other products that you use every day. What's fascinating about this is you have channeled your own personal journey with what seems to be in terms of kind of social parlance, quite a recent movement of social understanding about the genderless nature of our world. And mm -hmm. you've managed to create a product which which fits that idea. So you a lot of your products are kind of genderless and you're, you run kind of like a genderful company. This might be a new idea to a lot of our yeah. listeners. Do you mind talking us through what that means? Yeah, so usually uh, non-binary or unisex or genderless, I think are really common terms. And they're not terms that I have any uh, disagreement with. But I like when genderless came out, I never really identified with that. You know, I was never like, oh, I'm so genderless. I feel very genderful. And I feel like we're living in a time where, I don't know, like Harry Styles, who's a straight man, can be on the cover of Vogue in a dress. That's more genderful. When I think about myself and when I'm at my most maximum potential, um, that I think of myself as full rather than less or empty. In terms of your own personal journey with the product, have you found that because you have such a vested interest in it, the brand that you've created has been more authentic as a result? And do you think it's possible to create a brand which is authentic, even if you don't have a personal connection to that particular brand? It would be impossible for me, I think, to do my job as well as I do without it being true to my personal beliefs and like what inspires me out in the world. I've had other jobs before that I was able to like really kind of like drink the Kool-Aid, get into the culture of the company, like adopt what it believes in. And that's really fun to explore too. And I've learned a lot about myself through working at brands that have strong points of view on on how they see the world and interpret it. And I think that's made me a more well-rounded and better person for working at them. But I do think that it's really important for a brand to have soul and purpose to it. And I think that consumers are really savvy and understand when something is inauthentic. And if um, there's not people in your team or, or the leadership of the company does not truly believe in the ethos of the company, it will feel manufactured and a little bit harder to build that sense of, sense of trust with the customer if, it, if it's not coming from an authentic place. In terms of maintaining this authentic brand identity, are you grappling with this idea between hey, you know, we're a brand with a very clear social identity and this is a space that we're occupying versus these are the products that we want to create and actually the products are more important than the social message that may be underlying what we've created. Have you grappled with that yet? Uh, yeah, so I, I, we don't find those things to ever be in contrast to each other. What our genderful approach really comes down to a filter in our product development as well. I found that every single time we double down on our brand filters and what we believe in, the brand grows and we get a more loyal customer because of it. So for someone listening to this episode, who's thinking whether they're building their own business, their own brand, or working in a company that's grappling with this, what would you say is the first thing they need to be thinking about uh, to try and make a step change in creating a more authentic brand identity? 
I would understand why it's important to other people and like understand and make sure that it is important to other people make sure that there's an audience out there that also, you know, shares this belief with you or that, you know, that you know that you can speak, there's someone to speak to and have a dialogue with about it. And then, um, you know, once you commit, just go all in, you know, we really didn't talk about, and this has been a huge growing point for me as an individual and a queer individual. As I said earlier, like, I really thought that like voicemails would not go very far because it is this kind of weird provocation of the gender binary. And like, you know, it kind of reflected like my own doubts of being able to lead with my own personal queerness and thrive and be successful. And that's been a huge like lesson and self-acceptance and, and personal growth for me. And I think uh, once we were able to really, really lean into our narrative and like we really internalized it and accepted it for ourselves, the brand grew like so much more quickly. And like, we just saw so much more tremendous interest in the brand. So I would say that um, don't go softly into it, you know, like when, if like stand up for what you believe in and whatever the brand stands for, I would say like go out screaming about it versus, you know, it kind of being values that sit in the background. Matthew, thank you so much for your time with us on 929. My pleasure. I really enjoyed this conversation with Matthew. He was clear that in building an authentic brand, consistency is key. You wouldn't think it, but in every touch point of your business, customers need to see that your brand matters to you so that it will matter to them. 929 is a part of the Fiverr family. Fiverr is the digital marketplace for freelancers. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a review. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.